Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of our Lord Jesus obey his command to watch therefore and be ready for you don't know the hour or the day the Son of Man is coming. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee proclaiming to the world that now more than ever it's time to watch therefore and be ready for our Messiah Yeshua who's coming in the clouds to catch us up and take us back to that place he's been preparing for us for almost 2,000 years. Now we're going to do something special. We're going to interrupt our teaching series in my book America's Ark and we're going to go to Sugarland, Texas to our friend Pastor Andy Woods. He's a Bible prophecy scholar, a humble servant of the Lord, and he has special insights that will help us watch therefore and be ready. glad to be back in Sugarland, Texas with my friend and brother in Messiah Jesus, senior pastor Sugarland Sugarland Bible Church and uh, just a great guy in the Lord, Dr. Andy Woods. Great to be with you today, Brother Andy. Uh, pleasure to be back. Thank you. Wow, we've got some exciting things to talk about today. Amen. Amen. You know, um, the rapture was something that the Lord used to keep me through my worst times. Uh, when I was a little boy, I heard about the rapture. Mm -hmm. The book, The Late Great Planet Earth, right, sure. had just come out in the, I guess, early 70s. And uh, I went into sin later on, but there would be times where I would think about the rapture, and then ultimately the Lord used the rapture, right. the imminency that Messiah Jesus could come in the clouds for us any moment. He used that to bring me back to himself. Amen. Isn't that great? It's wonderful. And uh, you're a big rapture guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, my mom uh, came to faith in the Jesus movement, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and boy, the rapture was all over the all over the place. And then in the '90s, the Left Behind series. But Brother Andy, I I find there's a problem. It's just not spoken of as much anymore as we're getting closer to it. Right. Well, it's a tragic thing. Um, I, I there's some theologians on record today saying, "Well, I believe in the rapture, but it's more of a C doctrine in terms of importance." Aye. And you know, when you study the Thessalonian letters, those were they were baby Christians, and Paul probably wrote to those churches within a year, six months to a year uh, after he planted those churches, and he categorically teaches these baby Christians all about prophecy. In fact, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 5, he says, don't you remember that when I was with you, I was telling you these things? Absolutely. So I, I'm, I'm not of the persuasion at all that we ought to be hiding the rapture from anybody. It's not a sea doctrine. It's, it deserves not the back burner, but the front burner. And that's how God wow. has designed it. What you just said about the Thessalonians was true for me as a little boy. Mm -hmm. Isn't that something? Mm -hmm. And um, Peter, in uh, one of his letters, I believe 1 Peter chapter 1, he says to rest your hope fully mm -hmm. in the grace that is going to be brought to you at the revelation mm -hmm. of Messiah Jesus. Mm -hmm. 
sounds pretty important to me. Yeah. Because the first time we see Messiah Jesus will be the rapture. That's right. So we're to be looking for the rapture. We're to be um, living our lives as if it could take place today because it could. Yes. Isn't that right? Yeah. And think about this just from a practical standpoint. I mean, if you're working for a boss, for example, that says, you know, I'm going to be back in six months, you're going to kind of slack off a little bit, I think, because you know, you know that you've got six months leeway. But what about the boss that says, you know, uh, I'm going to leave, but I can stick my head back into the office at any, any moment? That changes your work ethic. You it's know? a really good analogy. And so that's what the rapture does. And that's why it was my professor in seminary, J. Dwight Pentecost, who said every time you see a reference to the return of Christ in the New Testament, it's always linked to daily living. Yeah. And this is why First John 3, 2 and 3 says, He who thinks often of his coming purifies himself. You know, even as he is pure. Oh, I love that passage. And this is why Titus 2 and verse 13 tells us that the rapture is the, our blessed hope. Something we're to be looking forward to. You know, I'm so glad that you quoted uh, Titus 2 there. Because don't you find too often, sadly today, there are many uh, professing believers in Messiah Jesus and possessing believers in Messiah Jesus who are really saved. Mm -hmm. Yet they live hopeless. They live hopelessly. They live without the blessed hope. Right. It's tragic. Well, I can't tell you how many people I know because of bad theology. And like you say, that a lot of them could very well be saved. But they're, it's almost like they're waiting for the Antichrist. They're, they're arming up uh, for the Antichrist. And, you know, it's not like I don't believe in having some you know, spare food around the house mm -hmm. and, you mm -hmm. know, uh, whatever you want to do just as a precautionary measure. Certainly. But I do that not because of my eschatological position. I do that just out of common sense. That's right. Storms come across Houston. We know that, That's right? That's right. Amen. And so there's, it's good to have a, a, a grab, a go bag and provisions and all that. Right. But not because we're shaking in our boots about the Antichrist. Yeah. I tell people I'm not looking for the Antichrist. I'm looking for Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so many people are, are, you know, kind of preparing to enter the tribulation. And if you think the tribulation is the next event on the horizon for you and not the rapture, your psychological and mental and emotional state is not going to be one of joy. Absolutely. It's going to be one of despondency. And, you know, we're, we're to be people of joy. I mean, who's going to be attracted to our gospel presentation if, we, if we're just, uh, you know, sad-faced saints and, and gloom and doomers? That's true. You know, the idea that Jesus can come back at any minute and put us in a resurrected body and rescue us from the wrath that is to come. I mean, we're not pessimists at all. We're flaming optimists. Absolutely. <laughs> you <know>? Hallelujah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Flaming optimists. <laughs> I love it. And, and the, the reality is, is that so many, even in churches today, that believe in the rapture, they're not hearing about it. It's not spoken of. And I've talked with them. I, I've, I've, I've shared with them passages and, and reasons why biblically, doctrinally, there's that dirty word doctrine, right. Uh, right. doctrinally, that, that the Bible teaches we should be looking for the Lord every day. And I've had people who go to these churches where they teach, where they, where they believe that the, in the rapture, but they don't teach it much. They're stunned when they see these verses and hear yeah. these things. And, and I've had them say, I need to live differently then. Bingo. Yeah. That's what the Lord was doing, as you mentioned, like the boss. Right. He could come back 
any moment. Right. And it's a blessed hope. Right. Like you said, flaming optimists. Well, I know that you're teaching about the rapture and looking for that blessed hope. Uh, what are some, some things, some passages that, other passages, other practical things people, people can be thinking about with regard to the rapture? Well, you know, uh, there's so many verses to talk about. Uh, one of the ones that comes to mind is 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 7. It says, so that you are not lacking in any gift, but you're awaiting eagerly the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. I love it. I love it. Now, we know the Antichrist is coming, and we ought to study him, uh, what the Bible reveals about him. Sure. But I'm not looking for, for an Antichrist. I'm looking for Jesus Christ as the next event on the prophetic horizon. Eagerly waiting. Yes. Eagerly waiting. Living for him every day. Waiting for him to come. Filling the basket with fruit because mm -hmm. he chose us to that we would go and bear fruit that will remain. Mm -hmm. And and also there's passages that speak about believers who will be ashamed at his coming. Yeah. I don't think they're eagerly waiting for him, do right, you? Right. And if you're not eagerly waiting for the Lord, you might want to take your spiritual temperature. Because That's let me point. use this analogy. You know, when I leave the house, my wife always wants to know where I'm going, when I'm coming back. Uh, what are some signs that will precede your coming? What car are you taking? Such a good point. And what if I left the house and she didn't care wow. when I'm coming back? Yeah. Well, we would need marriage counseling, Absolutely. I think, at that point. Yeah. And a lot of people are like that with the Lord. Oh, I don't care when he comes back. Well, if that's your view, um, maybe you've fallen out of love with the Lord. That's right. And you need to kind of take your spiritual temperature. So I think your attitude towards the second coming can be used as a, as a gauge concerning your own walk with the Lord. And, you know, um, as we get ready to go to break in just a moment, I think that would be a good place to leave off in this segment of the program. I think that would be good for us. And I do the same thing. I have to take my spiritual temperature. Right. And, and there's times where I have to get honest with the Lord and say, Lord, you know, it's been a couple days since I've really felt the fullness of your spirit and, and, and that abiding walk with you and that, that hunger. You know, I read my Bible every day, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a leader in the body and, you know, have a television show. I have to do it. <laughs> but, but am I doing it because I am seeking after the Lord because I, and, and that I'm eagerly waiting for him to come? You know, right. boy, how tragic it would be to have a program called Watch Therefore, right. but not be eagerly waiting for the Lord. But wouldn't it be tragic for every believer in Messiah Jesus, who he died on the cross to save, mm -hmm. to not be waiting for him and anticipating his coming as a great day, which he wants it to be for all of his people? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's important to think about. So, Andy, thank you for this first half of the program. Thank you. And I'm thankful also that you're going to be back with us in just a moment. So we're going to go to break. And uh, the way we like to kind of leave things is this. Because you don't know, before the second half, the Lord could come. That's right. <laughs> right? He could come any moment. Maybe your viewers are praying for that's that to happen. Right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> if this is driven you to that, praise God. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Uh, remember to watch, therefore, and be ready. Well, I pray you're enjoying the program today. And I'm so thankful to the Lord for keeping us on the air and expanding the program. How's he doing that? He's raising up faithful Watch Therefore partners who are prayer partners and financial partners. And I want to say thank you 
uh, if you're watching it and you're one of our partners that way. Now, before I talk about money, I want to say this. If you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please do not send any money into this ministry. We don't want your money. We want you to receive Jesus as Lord and then simply enjoy the program today. Be our guests. But for those who, who do embrace the Lord and walk with Him and understand principles of sowing and reaping, laying your treasures up in heaven, we want to encourage you to go before the Lord in prayer and ask Him if He would have you to be one of our Watch Therefore partners. And, and know when you do so, there's ways you can keep up with our ministry. And our ministry is more than just the television program, though it, it's very effective and it's spreading. We're very thankful for that. We, we are not only watching for the coming of the Lord, but we're also getting ready by bearing fruit that will remain forever. How are we doing that? To the Jew first and then to the nations, just like Romans 1.16 says, we're making disciples. We um, have our ministry, Blessing Israeli Believers, that was co-founded by our ministry partner, John McTurnan and myself here in Israel. We're seeing such fruit and such exciting things. And when you go to our, our website, watchtherefore.tv, you can find out more about Blessing Israeli Believers. And also there, you'll find out about, find out about our ministry, Poured Out for the Nations. I've been in 10 African countries. Right now, we're kind of focusing on two, Uganda and Nigeria, with the gospel, pastors, conferences, discipleship, um, orphan humanitarian aid. It's just really exciting. All in the name of Messiah Yeshua. And we're, we're seeing great fruit. We're seeing people come to the Lord. We're seeing disciples being made. We're seeing orphans taught um, um, English along with a couple other languages that they already know. We have a water well project. We've put in a water well at a refugee camp in Uganda. So here's what you can do. Sign up for our monthly newsletters for Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nations by going to watchtherefore.tv. Now, I'd like to take the rest of this break to share with you our book, America's Ark, The Only Safe Place for Americans Today. Now, I'm, I'm in a teaching series on this book, and it's so important. It will help you understand how to walk in the Lord's ways such that you will be in a place of refuge as you're watching for Messiah to come and boldly living for him. Oh, listen, it's so important to understand his place of grace, his place of mercy, very specific principles that we find in the lives of Noah, Daniel, and Job that you'll find in my book, America's Ark, The Only Safe Place for Americans Today. For any gift that comes into our ministries, watch therefore, blessings, Israeli believers, poured out for the nations, for any gift you'll receive our book, America's Ark, the only safe place for Americans today. What I, I need you to do, though, is, is if you send in a check or if you, online, if you give online, to make sure you write somewhere in the notes section the book America's Ark. America's Ark. Back to the program. Watch Therefore. Welcome back to Watch Therefore. Uh, you were talking in a previous program we did about how the Lord gave Israel as a gift that keeps on giving. Right. It's our prayer that the program Watch Therefore is a gift to the people who are watching that stirs you up if you haven't yet received Jesus as your Savior, that you find by the end of this program uh, how necessary it is to do so immediately, receive Him as Lord. And, and maybe you're watching the program today and um, some of the things we talked about in the first segment, you're not quite where you want to be with the Lord. That happens, and He's full of love, mercy, and grants repentance and forgiveness. So we encourage you, especially with what we're going to be talking about in this part of the program, because uh, Bible prophecies are fulfilling all around us. Yeah. 
it, it's hard to imagine. I, for, for believers who are great men and women of God in days gone by, if they saw what we were seeing right now, <laughs> oh my goodness, they'd be running up and down the street shaking people by the shoulders. And so, as much as these Bible prophecies are fulfilling, there's one that you don't want to be part of fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And it's about the scoffers of this age, that the more Bible prophecy fulfills, the more you see these people cropping up to scoff and to mock uh, from this this place in their heart that's so dark. And there's a passage that we yeah. discussed, Andy. Would you share that with our viewers? Sure. It's in Second Peter uh, chapter 3, verses 3 and 4. Uh, the Apostle Peter writes, Knowing this, first of all, that in the last days, mockers will come with their mocking, following after their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all continues just as it was from the beginning of creation. And it's it's a fascinating passage because Peter says this will happen in the last days. And he says that people that have this mindset will be following their lusts. Mm-hmm. So if you're living in blatant sin, the last doctrine you want to be thinking about is the return of Christ. That's right. Because that implies accountability. Absolutely. And so, you know, a lot of people are pushing this doctrine out of their minds. In fact, down in uh, verse 5, it says it escapes their notice. I'm reading out of the NASB. I don't think that NASB is the best translation on this verse. I think the King James has it better. Uh, it says they willfully forget. The Greek verb forget. The Greek verb is thelo, which means to wish. It's kind of like the way Paul describes it in Romans 1. Mm-hmm. They deliberately suppress the truth. So they push the doctrine of the second coming out of their minds. And the reason they do that is they're walking in their own own lusts. Mm-hmm. And the method that they're going to use to tear down the doctrine is uh, ridicule. Mm-hmm. So anybody that believes this uh, doctrine of the return of Christ is, you know, a member of the Flat Earth Society. And so Peter is making a tremendous prophecy here. And what they're going to say is, the fa- ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as it was from the Nothing's beginning of creation. Nothing's changed. Everything's the way. There's always been earthquakes. There's always been famine. Yeah. There's always been diseases. You know, there's always been Israel as a nation. <laughs> Not exactly. <laughs> Not so much, yeah. right? <laughs> and, and this is actually what they're teaching our kids, you know, in, in public schools to some extent. Absolutely. They're teaching us a doctrine called uniformitarianism, where everything's been going on as it has been going on for billions of years. And the reality of the situation is I don't have any problem believing in a sudden entry of God into the universe because I believe what he said in Genesis 1. He suddenly created Spoken. everything. That's right. And if he miraculously uh, spoke something out of nothing and the universe began miraculously, then why is it so hard to believe God is going to miraculously end this universe through a sudden intervention? And, and the, 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 the thing they willfully get, forget is the, the one who created everything, the one who brought Noah's flood upon the earth, yep. is the same one who has reserved the world for fiery judgment. That's right. And these signs show us um, as as I said a moment ago, you don't want to fulfill Bible prophecy right. this way. Right. You don't want to be a scoffer in in this day and in this hour. And the motivation isn't truth 
for their scoffing. Right. Their motivation isn't even that they really believe it. The motivation is the lust right. of their own hearts. Mm-hmm. That's right. And lust is a strong forbidden, a strong desire for that which God has forbidden. Right. Lust is a strong desire for that which God has forbidden. And so, um, do you even see that in the modern church? This lust mm-hmm. for the things of this world and the things of this life that are unbiblical and the Lord warned about. Mm-hmm. Well, what's happened to the church, particularly here in the West, is we've just become very comfortable in the world. I mean, we kind of like it here. We have a certain degree of, uh, oh, I don't know, respect in the world. And when you start talking about how God is going to return for his own, and ultimately this world is reserved for fire, you know, it's kind of like, well, what are we doing in the world? We're just rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic Mm -hmm. if we're comfortable in the world. You know, we ought to be getting people off the boat is what we ought to be doing That's that's, that's sinking. And so... These, this lusts, these, the coziness of the world, uh, the fact that we're at home in the world, the fact that we don't see ourselves as pilgrims and strangers and aliens in the world, you know, is, is one of the reasons I believe Bible prophecy in general, which speaks of the cataclysmic end of the world, mm-hmm. is being downplayed, That's right. as you mentioned, even within our own churches. And at that point, now we are in the Houston area, Sugarland is. At that point, Houston, we have a problem. That's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Literally. And so um, it's it's been a hard thing to watch. I came to faith um, uh, after years of sin and darkness, and, and I was just desperate. And King Messiah Jesus came and delivered me and Amen. saved me and set me free. And I started going to church, and I was like, not everybody here is like this. You know, not everybody here is excited about the Lord. I, thankfully, the first congregation I came into, my wife and I came into from that place, was a pastor who preached the rapture. He preached, he preached Bible prophecy, uh, Israel in Bible prophecy. And uh, I learned what it really means to be Jewish from a Gentile pastor. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but, but then I started visiting other churches, and later on the Lord led us to other places, and we saw that um, there's so much going on that has nothing to do with what the Lord is doing in this hour. Right. And a lot of it is because of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, right. and the pride of life. These aren't popular things to talk about today in church, are they? Right. Well, you know, as this chapter goes on, verse 10, verse 13, and it describes the burning process that this world's going to go through, what you learn is there's only two things that are going to make it from this world into the next. The first is this book, because the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our Lord abides forever. And then the second is people, because we're created in the image of God. Yeah. Uh, God has set eternity in our hearts. So the more, and everybody's looking for safe investments today. Here's the only two safe investments I know of. The more I'm invested in this book. Hallelujah. And the more I'm invested in people. That's right. Those are the only two things that are going to make it. Everything else that I may be wrapped up in, keeping my, my lawn immaculate right. or whatever, is all going to, going to burn. And it's not until you actually study prophecy that you learn these things. And the purpose of all of this is so that we align our priorities with eternal priorities. Well, I think uh, in contrast, we see why Bible prophecy isn't taught as much as it used to be and as much as it should be. That's right. And so I want to be on the side of the Word of God. Amen. Yeah. And and so uh, I 
I really have this burden in my heart um, because of the love of Messiah that constrains me, mm-hmm. the, the love of people. I, I, I say all the time to myself when I, my heart starts getting a little cool, Messiah Jesus loves people. That's right. So I love people. That's right. And so I'm, we're here to tell you God loves you. Amen. He doesn't want you to go to hell, but that's where people go who reject the way He has provided to save us from our sin and our lust mm-hmm. and, uh, and our being against God in our hearts. And, and so He sent this only begotten Son of His, His beloved treasure, to live a sinless life on this earth because God is just. Mm-hmm. He can't say, hey, Andy, you sneak around the back where nobody's <laughs> looking. Right. Right? No. Your sin, my sin, our sin had to get justice. Mm-hmm. And Messiah Jesus took that justice of God, mm-hmm. that right. wrath of God. Wrath is a violent passion, a violent controlled passion for justice. Mm-hmm. He took that upon himself on the cross. He was buried in, I like to say, Hallelujah. On the third day, he rose from the grave. Mm-hmm. And he offers everyone, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, if I can go into church and lightning not strike, anybody can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, uh, turn away from your sins, repent, and ask Jesus the Lord to save you and forgive you today. That's the essence of why we're here, isn't it? Right. To see people saved. Yeah. And, and, and Andy, would you please pray for anyone who's watching who needs to be saved or anybody who needs to um, stop scoffing. You can, even, you can repent of scoffing right. and, and say, this is true. I need to get on God's program. Right. Would you pray for our viewers today? Yeah, Father, we just lift up uh, everybody out there that's yes, viewing. And there are people out there that don't know you personally. And I pray that right now as we speak, the Spirit of God would convict them of sin, righteousness, and Please, judgment. Help them to realize that there's only one unforgivable sin, and that's to go through a person's life and die in this state having never trusted in Christ as their right. Savior. So I pray that you would convict people, and consequently they would be impelled and convicted to make a very important decision to place their personal faith or trust in Jesus Christ alone for personal salvation. And for those, Lord, uh, that may know you personally but have just wandered away from you, having fallen in love with this present world, I just ask that you'll convict them even as I speak. They'll get back into the scripture. They'll get back into your word and start to align their lives with eternal priorities, knowing that if they don't do that, they're just rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. Only you can do this, Lord. So I ask that you'll do this great work. Uh, We ask these things in Jesus' name. If you prayed along with Pastor Andy and you want to give your life to Messiah Jesus, call upon his name. Ask him to forgive you. Tell him that you love him and you want to put your faith in him and you want to follow him. And contact our ministry. There's information on the screen there. We'll send you some free literature. You can give us a call. You can shoot us an email. We want to show you how much God loves you. And Andy, as always, such a blessing to what be with joy. you. What a joy. What a privilege to be here. Thank you. Let's continue to watch, therefore, Amen. and be ready. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our program today. Our program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveschwartz 62 at yahoo.com. That's D-O-V-S-C-H-W-A-R-Z-6-2 at yahoo.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website, watchtherefore.tv. 
We also have audio programs available on our website, watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is an amazing tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. Feel free to also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready.